So halfway through, I had another idea. I said, I wonder if people would want to put quotes on the wall. So to find out, I put a picture of a brass plaque in the back of the book and an order form next to it. I said, look, you can order any one of these 80 quotes in the book on a brass plaque for $19.95. Welcome to Beyond Speaking with Brian Lord. Hey, it's Mikey from the Goonies. Team beats talent when talent isn't a team. A podcast featuring deeper conversations with the world's top speakers. I'm Brian Lord, and on today's show, entrepreneur and best-selling author Mac Anderson shares his story behind creating those classic motivational posters we all know and love, the importance of building a service-focused culture, and the most dramatic potato salad story you've ever heard. Mac Anderson is a serial entrepreneur. He's done everything from uh, founding a travel company to a food company to a really successful book company and has really taken that vision a lot of places. And of course, the most well-known would be Successories with the uh, motivational posters, books, prints, and everything else. So I asked Mac, how did the idea for Successories come about? Well, I've been very blessed that uh, I've started three different companies. They've all become a leader in their niche, but uh, the Successory story is kind of special. Uh, it's one of these simple ideas that uh, is so simple you wonder what, why in the world hadn't anyone done it. But uh, it happened, I, I started a travel company when I sold McCord Travel. Uh, one of our, uh, I, I kept a recognition award company. One of the customers was Ford Motor Company. And uh, we were creating their awards. Their theme was motivation. They said, do you have anything motivational? We'll leave it each plate. So I said, I've collected motivational quotes over the years. Uh, we'll put them in a little book, put your name on them, and hopefully they'll like it. So uh, we did that, and over 2,000 dealers were there. And uh, after the event, I was getting all these phone calls. You know, you know, I love the book. I'd like more copies for my sales team, for my customers in some cases. So I said, wow. I mean, people like quotes just like I do. So then, then I, I thought, you know, wonder, wonder if I could sell this little book. And, and uh, so to find out, I took... Uh, I took 10 books out to three different uh, hotel gift shops. I said, look, I'm gonna give you these 10 books if you'll put them on the counter and sell them for $7.95 by the register. So over the next, uh, uh, they said, fine, and, and I came back a week later and, and they were all gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sold in the first couple of days and said, wow, people really do like quotes. So over the next 18 months, one hotel after another picked them up, the airport shops picked them up, and we sold 800,000 copies of, of that wow. little book. So halfway through, I had another idea. I said, I wonder if people would want to put quotes on the wall. So to find out, I put a picture of a brass plaque in the back of the book and an order form next to it. I said, look, you can order any one of these 80 quotes in the book on a brass plaque for $19.95. So the phone continued to ring. And, and uh, I said, you know, people really do like quotes. And uh, so I was happy about that. So successories evolved, really, from that little book to the brass plaque to what was our breakthrough idea of combining beautiful photographs with words to reinforce corporate values and, and personal goals. So I, I've often said success is not really cascading like Niagara Falls. It usually comes one drop at a time and, and success is a good example of that. Now where do you think, since you've started all these different companies, where do you think this kind of entrepreneurial spark came from for you? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I guess I was very adventurous and, and, <laughs> and uh, but uh, in the beginning, the first company I started was McCord Travel, a travel company, and we became the leader in the Midwest. Uh, uh, so that was fun, but very competitive. And after that, uh, you know, I started Successories, and then uh, recently I, I started uh, Simple Truths, a publishing company that uh, that I sold. But we published motivational, and inspirational products. 
and this this book is a good example of that. But uh, you know, I I, uh, I always my father was an entrepreneur. I grew up uh, uh, watching him, and uh, and I loved him dearly, and and so. I always had the dream of starting my own business. So, but I tell you, it's it's never it's never easy. It's, it, <laughs> and I have the greatest respect in the world for anyone that does it because, uh, as you can imagine, there are a lot of peaks and valleys along the way, and and I got the scars to show for it. But uh, you, you 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 learn a lot, and, and I've had a lot of fun, but made a lot of mistakes. And and one of the fun things about sharing with the audience, I I, I talk about you know uh, the the good, bad, and the ugly. You know, and, and uh, I've been in the trenches, and and. Uh, it's been kind of fun to stand up and share some of the lessons learned uh, uh, as an entrepreneur. Now, where did the idea, you, probably your most famous uh, book and speech is uh, 212. Where did that come from? 212 is a very interesting story, and, and we were very fortunate. And this, this book, we, I, I wrote it with Sam Parker about 10 years ago. And we've sold over 2 million copies wow. of, of, of 212. And this is direct to consumer. And it just went into the bookstores this past week, mm -hmm. went in Barnes and Noble. So we've never sold it in a bookstore setting. But, wow. uh, uh, but anyway, Sam had the idea, and I developed the concept and shared the stories to reinforce the idea. But um, the idea, in case any of you haven't heard, is that at 211, uh, water is hot. I mean, very hot. But at 212, it boils, turns to steam, and steam can power a locomotive. And it's that one extra degree, I mean, just one, that, that makes all the difference. And so many times, so many times, that one extra degree of effort is, is the difference between good and great. And um, the beauty of 212, and many times I speak about how do you develop a 212 culture in your company, but the beauty of 212, you can apply it to service, you can apply it to leadership, you can apply it to attitude, you can apply it to perseverance. There are all kinds of things. And, and it's one of those, one of those magic things, it's, it's just an analogy for excellence. And the beauty of it is once you hear it, it's hard to forget. Now, like, uh, what's an example maybe for leadership? Well, you know, one, one of the stories that, that, uh, that I like to share occasionally is, uh, is that you know, March, 5th, 2000 and, uh, uh, March 5th, 2005, uh, I was watching Good Morning America, and, and um, uh, Charlie Gibson was interviewing Ger General Earl Haleston. So General, General Haleston was stationed three miles off the border of Iraq, waiting to go to war. So Charlie, halfway through the interview, said, you have any hobbies that you, that you enjoy other than your profession? He said, yeah. He said, I enjoy photography and especially taking photos of my men. So uh, he said, during the day, I've been here three days, I go out and take photos of my men. And, and at night, I go back to my tent and I send those photos to the, their moms in the States. And uh, Charlie said, wow, you know, I mean, what, what do you say? And he said, he pulled the last one up on the computer. He said... Uh, here's what I said to Mrs. Johnson. He said, Dear Mrs. Johnson, um, you know, uh, you must be very proud of your son, and I, I wanted you to see a photo. And you did a great job uh, of raising him. And I have to tell you, I'm honored to serve with him in the U.S. Marines, uh, General Earl Haleston. So, uh, wow, I was sitting there listening. I said, I got goosebumps. And, and uh, after that, Charlie went into the field and talked to some of his uh, men. And at random, he talked to them, and, and, and you could all feel the love and respect they had for their leader. But Brian, you, you may have heard the quote, they don't, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But here's a guy uh, who's, uh, who, who proved that caring, kindness, and, and 212 leadership made all the difference. Uh, you personally have been successful in a lot of different ways. What, what are maybe some of your keys to success you know, that, that you like to teach or, or from your own experience? 
Well, you know, there's so many keys and, and, and it's really different strokes for different folks and, and leaders have different styles. But, but for me, the, there, were th there were always three keys. I mean, number one, it always starts at the top and, and, and uh, the vision of the leader uh, is, is just critical. And, and so it starts to me with a, with a culture and, and a service culture, I think, is critical for, for the success of any business. And what I mean by service culture is a little bit different than, than, than just customer service. Uh, customer service is a huge part of it, and, 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 and you've got to try to always do more than the customer expects. Uh, easy to say, but, but hard to do, you know. But, uh, so in addition to customer service, though, it's, it's critical in a service culture to, to, to be committed to serve each other. And uh, when, you're, when you're serving the customer and you're helping each other, everybody on the team is helping, then, then that, that to me is a service culture because uh, in, in a service culture, uh, they say, you know, you can't have a service culture uh, without putting the, the customer second. And, and someone said, wow, you know, what do you mean by that? And, and, uh, but your, your, your employees must come first, your people must come first, because there's a rule of thumb in business that your people are only going to treat the customer as well as they're being treated. So the only way you can have satisfied customers is to be served by passionate people. Uh, but the second key is, in addition to having a service culture, you've got to hire the right people to, to fit into that culture. And Southwest Airlines has done a marvelous job, I think, of. Uh, of hiring the right people who, who want to serve the customer and, and who want to serve each other. And, and, and they have a, a lot of fun, as you, as you know, if you've been on Southwest flights. But uh, not long ago, I was, I was on a flight and, and the flight attendant, uh, she comes over the PA. She says, ladies and gentlemen, pleased to announce we got a 99-year-old gentleman on board today who's celebrating his birthday and, and he's never flown. Uh, it's the first time he's ever flown, so you can imagine the whole cabin breaks out in light applause. And, and then she says, on the way out, stop by the cockpit and wish him happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, and everybody, of course, broke out in laughter and, and it broke the ice. And, and, uh, but Southwest, I know that a couple of years ago, the, the, someone asked the CEO, why do you have such nice people? And, and he said, well, we, we, we hire nice people and that's the key to our success because you really can't teach personality and teach people to want to serve. You've got to find people that, that have those qualities and, and you can teach them your products and teach them your culture. Is in, in addition to having the service culture, hiring the right people is really being committed to excellence across the board and, and, uh, and trying to improve you know, every day, you know, just from suggestions from your customers, listening to your customers, listening to your people. And, and really that's what 212 is all about, is that one extra degree makes all the difference. And that commitment to excellence, it's a simple analogy that, that really uh, implies you know, commit to excellence, to give it that one extra degree in everything you do. And, and, and again, it's hard to forget. So it's a combination of, of um, uh, developing a service culture. It starts at the top always, uh, and, and it's the trickle-down effect. Hiring the right people that fit that culture and really being committed to excellence in everything you do. And I know it's accessories, our motto was, was, was quality is the mother and, and you don't <laughs> mess with mom, you know. And uh, we, we, I've, I've really carried that motto throughout uh, all the different companies and I think it's worked well. We're, we're approaching lunchtime here in, in real time, but uh, you'll have to tell the potato salad story for you. <laughs> <laughs>
the potato salad story, whenever I'm here at Premier, uh, you know, the, the, the team says, can you tell the potato salad story one more time? And, and uh, um, I always uh, uh, do that. But uh, it's a fun story and it's one that uh, I love to tell. But uh, <clears throat> I was hired in 1972 by a company called Orville Kent Food Company. And, uh, but there was a problem. I knew how to hire and train salespeople, but uh, I knew nothing about the salad business. And that's what they sold, prepared salads to restaurants and delicatessens. <clears throat> so I was assigned to Sid Caseman. Sid was uh, 57 years old. He'd sold the delis all his life. And he loved Brian. He loved what he did. So, um, you know, I'd been there about a week. Sid comes in my office, big smile on his face. He said, Mac, he said, he said, you're not going to believe it. I've been trying to get this appointment for two years. It was the largest chain of delis in the state, over 200 stores. He said, I finally got it. It's on Friday. You want to go with me? I said, you bet I do. So Friday rolled around. Sid and I went uh, down to get our refrigerated samples, get in the car, drive out to the company headquarters. And uh, the buyer comes out, takes us back to the office, and he looks at Sid and says, Sid, what makes your product any better than the competition? And, and that was Sid's uh, cue to perform. And, and, and he starts talking about the potato salad, the number one seller in the deli. Talks about how he cooked the potatoes, the special dressing, the, the fresh cut vegetables, our state-of-the-art plant. But then he said, Bob, he said, I saved the best for last. He said, you're going to love how it tastes. So with that, he reaches down, he grabs his uh, uh, sample cup of potato salad, he pops open the lid, <laughs> and, and, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm sitting right on top with a huge black rotten potato about the size of a quarter. <laughs> but Sid sees the potato before the buyer does. He reaches down, he grabs it, he pops it in his mouth, he says, you know, Bob, I can't get enough of this stuff. <laughs> and after that, the buyer reaches down, he grabs some salad, he eats it, he says, you know, Sid, it does taste great. I mean, and it was a magical moment because I just witnessed a sophisticated buyer eating potato salad with his fingers and he didn't even know it. And, and it was all for Sid, it's all because of Sid's unbridled enthusiasm. And, and really, uh, belief fuels passion. And Sid was very passionate uh, about his products and uh, he was so enthusiastic and, and uh, but it's it's a great story that just uh, uh, kind of reinforces that uh, that concept thank you for joining us for the beyond speaking podcast make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to learn more go to beyondspeak.com because adding the ing was too expensive for this episode of the beyond speaking podcast your technical director producer and head stealers fan was eric woody your creative director and part-time leprechaun was travis franklin brian lord your host executive producer and specialist in speaking about himself in third person additional thanks to special consultant and the pride of saint paul lauren d of d and associates Thank you to the incredible voice talents of the muy profundo Robert Borges. Finally, thanks to the premier founder, Dwayne Ward, CEO Sean Hanks, and CIO Chris Young, simply because you need to thank powerful people. If you've listened this far, you clearly have nothing better to do, so why not continue on and listen to the next Beyond Speaking podcast.